Center. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. You never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is, the strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject behind the Christmas tree. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married for 14 years, and I have a busy schedule as a high school basketball coach. After years of marriage, my wife still doesn't get how stressed I am around this time of year, and she'd been pressuring me to buy a Christmas tree and have it up by December 1st. I missed her deadline because of my schedule. This past Saturday, I left for practice, and she said she picked out a tree online, and it was going to be delivered later that day. I knew it didn't sound right, but I didn't really care at that point. Around noon, one of my players got sick, so I canceled the practice. I intended to go home and help out with the Christmas tree. I drove up, and my daughter was outside shooting hoops with her friends. She said her mom and Mr. Tim were inside putting up the tree. The only Tim I know is my wife's ex-boyfriend that drives a truck like the one in front of my house. I walked in, and my wife was disheveled and acting jumpy. I hugged her, and I could smell cologne all over her neck. I pulled her with me as we went to look at the tree, and I asked where Tim was. She said Tim was behind the tree, securing it to the base. I walked over to Tim. I tapped his foot, and I told him to come out and leave my house. Tim said he was just helping out since I was too busy to do what needed to be done. I was ready to fight, but my wife grabbed me as Tim walked out. She said it's my fault, and I shouldn't be upset. I told her she's foul for having her ex in our house. She doesn't see the situation from my point of view, so I'd love to invite my ex-girlfriend over and ask her to bring me one of her amazing chocolate cakes. I wonder if my wife will get it then. I'm very vindictive. Should I do it or not? Well, while, um, you know, we all know that two wrongs don't make a right. We know that. But this does sound like a case of I can show you better than I can tell you. Um, And and since your wife seems to have no remorse about anything that happened, having this other man over there and all that, you know, I wouldn't be mad if you did invite your ex and her amazing chocolate cake. Although I'm sure she wouldn't get past the front door. But, you know, wifey was just way out of line here. And her ex, Tim, was oh so disrespectful when he said he uh, he was just helping out because you were too busy to do what needed to be done. How could he fix his mouth to even say that in your house? So, you know, let's see how your wife would like it if the situation were reversed. And we all know she wouldn't. She wouldn't like it one bit. But... We don't like her attitude. We don't like the fact that, you know, she thinks this is okay. Uh, She's disloyal. She's unsupportive of you and what you have to do as far as your coaching job and all of that. And and bringing her ex in to try to take your place in your house, it's just, these things are unthinkable for a wife to do to her husband. So, yeah, in this case, I wouldn't be mad. You said, should you do it or not? I wouldn't be mad if you invited her and got some cake and all of that. See how your wife liked it. Steve? This letter is stupid. Crazy. Real, I don't know what the damn. Childish. Been married 14 years. You're a high school basketball coach. This is why I lost it in the letter. After years of marriage, my wife still doesn't know how stressed I am around this time of year. And she's been pressuring me to buy a Christmas tree and have it up by December 1st. 
Now, I'm going to assume that you mean you're under pressure this time of the year because of your basketball schedule and maybe playoffs or something like that. Maybe that's what you're talking about. Because at first I thought about you were stressed out about buying Christmas trees and gifts. I was a little confused about that. But either way, it don't cause for that much pressure. I mean, if you a basketball coach, I understand it's a little tight for you this year. I do understand that, bro. So I ain't knocking that right there. But she wanted Christmas tree have it up by December 1st. The mandate in our house is the day after Thanksgiving, the Christmas decorations begin. That's a mandate at our house. Don't let December get here and I don't have my tree. Gonna be a problem at the house, okay? I right, just wanna throw that in right here. This past Saturday, you went to practice. She said she picked up a tree and had it online, was gonna be delivered later that day. I knew it didn't sound right. I don't know why it didn't, but you said it didn't sound right, but I really didn't care at this point. So at noon, one of your players got sick, so you canceled the practice. I intended to go home and help out with the Christmas tree. I drove up and my daughter was outside shooting hoops with her friends. She said her mom and Mr. Tim was inside putting up the tree. Now right here, let me show you where this letter has to turn for me. The only Tim I know is my wife's ex-boyfriend that drives a truck like the one in front of my house. Now right there, I'm no longer walking into the house. I'm rolling up into the house at top speed. <laughs> right. I ain't open the door, I'm kicking the door in. Hmm. That's where we at right now. I walk in and my wife was disheveled and acting jumpy. I hugged her mm-hmm. and I could smell cologne all over her neck. Uh, Let me stop this letter right here. Because what's happening at this point in the letter, there's no more typing at this point. <laughs> You're done with all of that. <laughs> We're now in the process of a crime being committed. When we come back, I'll share with you the crime and the amount of time that I'm receiving in front of the judge. Thank you. All right, you heard it from Steve's own mouth. We'll have part two of his response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject behind the Christmas tree. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter subject behind the Christmas tree. This man, a basketball coach, 14 years, been married 14 years. He disheveled this. I mean, he's a little under pressure this year because of the playoffs in basketball. And his wife wants to have a Christmas tree up by December 1st. He's under too much pressure to worry about a tree. But so she orders one online, said it'll be here by noon and delivered. He said, okay, he going to go to practice, go to practice, find out one of the players is sick. So he cancels practice. Obviously, this is a star player. There ain't no need to run in this offense because you got the whole offense running through this boy because you got Michael Jordan on your team. You don't give a yeah. damn about these other four kids. If he's sick, you ain't got a chance of winning this damn game. No way. So let's just cancel practice. 
So you go on home and decide that you're going to help put up the Christmas tree. You pull up and your daughter outside shooting hoop with a girlfriend and say, where your mom at? Your mom in the house with Mr. Tim putting up the tree. Then you say the only Tim you know is your wife's ex-boyfriend who drives mm. a truck just like the one in front of your house. Mm. Something's about to happen. I'm not walking in the house. I'm running. I'm not open doors. I'm kicking them in. But he strolls on up in there. I walked in, and my wife was disheveled and acting jumpy. So I hugged her, and I could smell cologne all over her neck. I pulled her with me as we went to look at the tree, and I asked her where Tim was. She said Tim was behind the tree. Now, let me tell you something. This is the exact place that the police would have found Tim. Yeah. If we was at my house. (laughs) Behind the tree. Behind the tree. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because that's where I busted Tim's head open. Mm. And Tim would have been behind that same damn tree. So she said he was behind the tree securing it to the base. Mm -hmm. I walked over to Tim and tapped his foot. See that right there? That's not happening. I'd have stomped his foot, broke his <laughs> ankle, so when we start fighting, he'll be on one leg. Yes. That's that's how I'd have started. Get the advantage. Because we going to fight. Huh? <laughs> so, you want to get a little advantage. Yeah. So I tapped his foot, told him to come out and leave my house. Tim said, this is what Tim said, he was just helping out since I was too busy to do what needed to be done. Now, how? That's- does Tim know this? Yeah, about my house. Because she's been sharing y'all's marital business with Tim. Mm-hmm. How does Tim feel comfortable enough to come over your house to put up a tree? Why is Tim talking back to me after I done just tapped him on his foot? Then you said, "Grab!" I was ready to fight, but my wife grabbed me as Tim walked out. Another question. How is Tim walking out of this house? Now, Tim is going to leave this house, but walking will not be how he leaves. I have some options, and it's only two. You'll be leaving this house on gurney, (laughs) or you'll be leaving this house in the body bag. But either way, you can't walk on the gurney and you can't walk once they zip up the body bag. That's how Tim <laughs> lived in my house. So I don't know how Tim punk ass then walked out the house. And my wife ain't strong enough to grab me and keep me. Marjorie can't keep me from kicking a man ass if that's what I'm finna do. My wife not that strong. My wife has seen me mad one time since we've been married. I mean, really, really mad. She said, "Steve, I don't know what happened. You just you you ch- you swole up. You swole up. I had to, I, I I had to get all the workers out this house. Okay, cool. But now you understand what I'm capable of. So now, why Tim is walking out of this house or not? And she said it's your fault, and you shouldn't be upset. I told her she's filed for having her ex in her in our house. I don't even know how y'all having this conversation. She doesn't see the situation from my point of view." 
I'd have gave her another view of Tim. Anyway, you'd have found out that Tim can't fight. You'd have found out Tim ain't all that. You'd have found out Tim little punk. You'd have found out a lot of stuff about Tim mm-hmm. that day. So you'd hang your hat on your little ex. You'd have found out why he your ex. See, that day. Uh, so uh, she doesn't see the situation at this point of view. So I'd love to invite my ex-girlfriend over and ask her to bring one of her amazing chocolate cakes. I wonder if my wife would get it then. I'm very vindictive. Should I do it? Now, women ain't as stupid as men, dog. So I'm pretty sure this woman going to have a lot of questions when you ask her to bring one of these delicious chocolate cakes over your house. Why don't your funky ass wife make you a chocolate cake since that's who you married and you didn't marry me? So I wouldn't call your ex-girlfriend talking about no damn cake because you finna get way more than cake. (laughs) Do I think you ought to invite this girl over? No, but I do think you need to rerun this letter and start this letter back over to where you tapped him on his foot and he came from behind that tree. And this whole letter need to be written. That chalk mark is behind the tree, yellow tape is around the tree, and the coroner's office and some detectives is outside. I'm downtown behind a four-inch piece of glass telling y'all this strawberry letter because I don't have a computer in prison. Thank you. All right, Steve, thank you. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, our girl from the talk, Cheryl Underwood, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 